Hi, it's Jeff Farley at the Otisville Mount Hope Presbyterian Church uh, and our weekly podcast, Today's Word. We're looking at Luke chapter 13, verses 10 to 21, and we're talking about growing and about rules. The scripture passage is from Luke chapter 13, verses 10 to 21. One Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, and a woman was there who had been crippled by an evil spirit for 18 years. She was completely bent over and could not straighten up. When Jesus saw the woman, he called her over and said, you are now well. He placed his hands on her, and at once she stood up straight and praised God. The man in charge of the synagogue was angry because Jesus had healed someone on the Sabbath. So he said to the people, each week has six days when we can work. Come and be healed on one of those days, but not on the Sabbath. The Lord replied, are you trying to fool someone? Won't any one of you untie your ox or donkey and lead it out to drink on a Sabbath? This woman belongs to the family of Abraham, but Satan has kept her bound for 18 years. Isn't it right to set her free on the Sabbath? Jesus' words made his enemies ashamed, but everyone else in the crowd was happy about the wonderful things he was doing. Jesus said, what is God's kingdom like? What can I compare it with? It's like what happens when someone plants a mustard seed in a garden. The seed grows as big as a tree and birds nest in its branches. Then Jesus said, what can I compare God's kingdom with? It's like what happens when a woman mixes yeast into three batches of flour. Finally, all the dough rises. So first off, it's great to be back. Sue, Katie, and I had a great vacation, and thank heavens Katie was with us, but I'll get to that in a minute. Las Vegas was fascinating. In fact, Nevada is fascinating. As expected, there was a lot of glitz. Uh, and even cactuses, uh, and showgirls on the streets. The accommodations at the Mandalay Bay Hotel and Casino were quite amazing, and the Shark Reef Aquarium at the Mandalay Bay was pretty cool. Sue and Katie particularly liked the 11 acres of pools, including a wave pool. They went both Tuesday night and Wednesday morning for a swim. And as I mentioned in my sermon from two weeks ago on Pentecost, there were indeed people speaking languages from all over the globe. So too at the Grand Canyon, just a shortish four-hour ride to the South Rim, where we stayed at the Kachina Lodge, just 60 feet from the rim of the canyon, with a stone wall built by the Civilian Conservation Corps, just so you know. We took a bus tour, visited the Geological Museum, the Visitor Center, the Hopi House for Camps Visitor Center, El Tavar, and Sue and Katie hiked part of the Blue Angel Trail while I hiked the Rim Trail, and then Sue took a two-hour mule ride on Jed, I think its name was. We spent some time with Muriel Patterson Huttenbach and her family, and as I noted, heard languages from all over the world, French, German, Spanish, Chinese, Japanese, and Canadian English, British English, Australian English, and all the American English regional accents in existence. We even visited Sedona at one point in Flagstaff, Arizona, from which we could clearly see not only the smoke of the wildfire called the Pipeline Fire, but later that night could actually see I was asleep, so it was just Sue and Katie. The actual flames. As of Friday, 26,297 acres of Arizona 
have been consumed in that fire. But we traveled on right back to Las Vegas to get a plane. It was a near perfect trip. Uh, well, except for one small glitch. We flew from Newark to Phoenix, Phoenix to Las Vegas, going out. Everything was fine. Then coming home, Las Vegas, we flew to Phoenix. That was great. And then according to Sue and Katie, I made a fateful comment. I noted as we sat on the airplane waiting to leave the gate, how amazing and smooth everything had gone. Then the luggage they had already loaded started to get removed and everyone's phones started beeping and booping. And then the captain announced that because the first mate had timed out, we would have to deplane. And instead of leaving Phoenix at 11.30 p.m., we would be leaving Phoenix the following morning at 10.30 a.m. Katie is a Marriott hotel member, as is her brother, because of their work all over New York State. And so, God bless her, she quickly and efficiently found us a room at the nearby Marriott Courtyard Hotel. Whew. But here's the interesting thing. The reason we couldn't fly home on Monday night as we had expected is because of rules. FAA rules about how long an airline pilot can be at work without time off. And it turns out that if the airplane had gotten wheels up before the first officer had run out of time, we would have continued to Newark. But because we were a bit delayed and boarding took too long and we were still on the ground when the clock ran out, it was a no-go. Understand, as we did sadly, rules have their place and purpose. No one wants a tired pilot flying the plane. Some rules make sense, have a purpose, and are noble and appropriate. But rules can also make no sense, even in well-meaning churches, for example, for that matter, in all kinds of great organizations. Too many times we look backward and say, we have always done it that way. How amazing it is to be part of a congregation right here that is willing to experiment, try new things, think outside the box, be courageous. Remember that our calling is to invite new people to come and be part of God's kingdom here, not looking back, but heading boldly into the future. But some in that synagogue where Jesus was argued that the bent over woman should not be healed on the Sabbath because of the rules. Jesus would have none of it. The Sabbath, Jesus had said elsewhere, was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. He even points out to the synagogue leader and the others who were complaining about Jesus breaking the rules by doing work on the Sabbath that they simply didn't understand the rules or the Sabbath. To limit what God can do on the Sabbath makes no sense, and healing is always God's work. Jesus even points out that every person in the room would unbind a bound animal to let them drink on the Sabbath. So why wouldn't God unbind a person held in bondage on the Sabbath? In fact, why wouldn't every kingdom person be busy every Sabbath, and for that matter, every day, unbinding those who are bound, bringing healing and help and hope to so many people who are struggling? It's a mission of joy to unbind every slave, every person held back from an amazing full life. 
We're to set people free from fear, free from oppression, free from danger, free from all that holds them back, and to substitute for it the joy of the Lord. It's not about the rules. It's not about how we have always done it. It's about bringing all of God's people home, safe, free, and full of the Spirit. So Sue, Katie, and I got home safe, whole, and exhausted. We immediately then closed on a house, but that's another story. The good news is our God reigns. So pass the word. Amen.